Hey guys, we're back and here we are again with uh, Arania and Full Moon Master. Uh, we have so nicknamed FMM for the sake of this episode. So um, going back into it here. So uh, we're going to try a different um, method here of asking questions. A little bit different than what I've done before. So we'll see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> so... We'll go ahead and start off with you, Arania. Um, have there been any characters, whether it be from a movie, show, or literary work, that you have been dis- disappointed because of a shortcoming from a TF? Mm. <clears throat> That's. I know there have been. Um, I know there's been movies or shows that I've been kind of intrigued to see the werewolf changes for, and then they either just kind of cut it short or skip it entirely. Um, of course, now that I'm on the spot, what can I think of? I, I know being really disappointed with how they depicted it in the Harry Potter movies. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it looked absolutely terrible. And that was something that I was <laughs> excited to see, you know, on this big screen and a big budget movie at the time, since there hadn't really been a whole lot at that point. Not that there has been since then. Um, I liked the movie Wolf a lot. I was annoyed that they, you know, kind of just did a uh, short change of the transformation at the end. Uh, it was a good story. I liked the buildup. But yeah, again, it, it kind of got cheaped at the end. Um, and then there's a lot of times where there'll be a good design werewolf, but it's really kind of shoddy looking CG or do like something like skin ripping, which I, I know it works like on a logical basis, but it's, it's never really been my, my cup of tea as far as the aesthetic goes. Mm-hmm. Like I know the as terrible of a movie as the Van Helsing movie was, oh, yes. um, I... the werewolf design was pretty cool and mm-hmm. would have been better if it had a tail, but <laughs> <laughs> But uh, other than that, uh, it was just it smacked of just the, the too shiny CG and uh, skin ripping. Yeah, I think that just was just kind of off the top of my head. It's one of my favorite designs as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, if that design had a tail, it would be pretty damn close to mine too. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, what about uh, Poof TF? So, what are your standpoints on that? Um. Again, it it I, they're disappointing. Um, I know, I, I know that, uh, just depending on the, the circumstances and budgets for films and stuff, sometimes that's really their only option, but it's, it's always like, oh good, cool. They're going to do a transformation. Oh no, just kidding. <laughs> right. Okay. So not one for Disney poofs. Okay then. So what about yourself, FMM? Hmm, that's a good question. I was going to say Van Helsing, but she already beat me to it. I have to say I was a little disappointed in the movie Brave, the bear one. That they, mm, yeah. they, never, they never showed. That would have been good. That's a good point. The animation uh, was beautiful on that. That would have been neat to see. I'm sure I could think of more if I had time. You know, a series that was really good and actually doesn't bother me that it went with the more gruesome style of the transformation was Hemlock Grove. I saw the first yeah, season of that. And same way. It was a really neat series. I need to watch the second season. I've been meaning to watch the second season for like six months or however long it's been out. But I think they did another interesting idea, but it 
it yeah, kind of falls out of my tastes, I guess. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was really well done. It just, mm-hmm. yeah, it was definitely on the gruesome side of the transformation, which isn't my cup of tea, but given the stylization of the series, it worked. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think the, uh, I think the transformation in the Trick or Treat could have been better. I liked it, oh, yes. but mm-hmm. I think it could have been better. I mean, I love that movie. That that, yeah. was, that was a great movie, but mm-hmm. that could have been better. That's true. I've forgotten about that. I need to watch that again. I think they're making a second one from what I read. They are. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. Interesting things for the future to think about. <laughs> I don't think there's any others off the top of my head. I'm sure you can think of the lowest budget movie of ever in the 80s or something. Yeah, but like I don't that. have any expectations for those. <laughs> that's my point. It's it's still just kind of sad that the movie that sets the bar is as old as I am. That's true. What about uh, classic movies? I mean, can't leave out Wolfman in this. Uh, Wolfman is not my style of werewolf. I know it was like cutting edge, amazing stuff for at the time, but I I can't get past the gorilla design. That was 1941. That was that was big for back then. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean that was amazing for the time. I just wish that hadn't set the bar for what people expect werewolves to look like. Have you ever seen uh, Curse of the Werewolf? I think it was made in the 60s. I think I've camp? seen snippets from it. I don't think I've ever like sat down and watched it start to finish. Have either of you ever seen, ever seen the movie The Gorgon? No. Oh. It's got like a wear Medusa in it. Huh. She turns into Medusa when the moon's full. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Hmm. No TF though. Uh. Oh. Instant, instant disappointment. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, what about the Howling Five? We you know was which one was it? Was the Howling Five? Well, we never saw the werewolf, not once. I don't think I really? saw that one. I, I've seen some of the howlings. I don't remember. It was the, the one in the castle. They were all in the castle, and you never even saw it. No, wow. I don't think I've seen that one. Huh. Huh. Well then, moving on from that, then I guess while you ponder on that matter. <laughs> <laughs> but next question is. If you were to be any animal, which would you be? Real animal or any animal? Let's go ahead and go with your fantasy or reality here. Well, wolves have already always been my favorite. Like, I don't think I'd ever want to do, like, you know, full one-way transformation. But the ability to change into a wolf would be pretty awesome. Okay. So... Would you mind the aspect of the realistic pain involved, or would you rather be, you know, more of a smooth transaction? Well, given I would be experiencing it, uh, a smooth uh, transaction would be ideal, but I think <laughs> it would be worth some pain. Gotcha. And what about yourself, FMM? She already beat me to it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess it was obvious, but I should have go ahead and pushed the pickle here to see if you had <laughs> I any think it would other. be cool to be a creature where I could fly. Mm-hmm. That would be cool. Like a bat or something? Yeah, that would work. <laughs> <laughs> I gotcha. 
I guess we'll take a page from Batman then. So, um, next question we have here is, uh, if he had to pick for an idea for Tia, which would it be? The chicken or the egg? <laughs> Who's the question directed towards? Anyone. Um, so turning into a chicken or turning into an egg? Not necessarily turning, but really more of a plot device, I guess you could say. Or you could say if it's in a matter of a chicken, I guess you could say that's the subject matter. I'm mostly trying to make sure I understand the question. Um, I'm interested in the process of how the anatomy transitions between the human and animal form. So using a device like an egg or a cocoon where you don't see what's going on isn't as interesting to me. Okay. If that's what you were asking. I mean, it's open. It's open question, really. Open for interpretation. Gotcha, gotcha. So what about yourself, FMM? <sighs> Chicken or the egg? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I'd have to go along with her. If it's hidden, that wouldn't be as much. That wouldn't be as good. Okay. I'm, I don't think I'm quite grasping the question. I... <laughs> well, it's really more of, uh, say, in the instance of an egg, say if it's a catalyst, you know, person holds, holding an egg and then going from there. Or if you want to go with a traditional sense, just a simple chicken. But I'll go with the chicken. Okay. No problem. Wear a chicken. <laughs> As if that hasn't been exercised by Aranya already. <laughs> That's true. But she did do a wear chicken for me. I did, based on that uh, old Ghostbusters cartoon. <laughs> that one was quite popular. Yeah. Was it? Yeah, interesting. You wouldn't expect that. I think it brings in the also the aspect of nostalgia. Yeah. Fun. <laughs> I hear you. Okay. So what about um and this is also another open ended question, so whoever wants to answer first, what is the most random TF you've ever seen, whether it be from art or media? Random TF. Hmm. There's I've seen a lot. Uh, yeah. I mean, I've seen a lot of, like, inanimate transformations or just, you know, like, the very cartoony, you know, in cartoon shows, you know, like, genies turning into, you know, tables or whatever else are, I guess, probably <laughs> the most random. I mean, you're talking about, like, media or you're talking about, like, online. Th those are two completely different, you know, uh, kettles of fish. Uh, I guess we could say the most prominent across all mediums. I mean, there's some bizarre stuff out there. You know, the <laughs> rule yeah. uh, 34 and all that. Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> so you're going to go with inanimate then? But... There are things that are out there that are stranger than inanimate, but not tending to be in popular media. I mean, again, you go online, you can find pretty much anything. Okay. But as far as, you know, just seeing things in 
television and movies and whatnot. It's probably the more random, inanimate, cartoony stuff. I see. Mm, yourself, FMM? Yeah, I think I... I mean... Hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah, inanimate. I mean, I've seen some pretty wild stuff online, but... Yeah. Some rather uh, gross stuff, frankly. But yeah. Okay. Uh, what about if we twist the question around here? Uh, what is the most random and bizarre, but you sort of found the idea a little interesting rather than a turnoff? <laughs> questions get more complicated (laughs) (laughs) Hmm. so random weird stuff that we don't find gross or we find interesting not really gross but you know just the idea of it more of a surprise but you can you know find some value out of it, I guess you could say. (sighs) You know, I didn't think I'd like plant transformations, and I didn't for a while, but sometimes the way they're executed are, uh, they can be kind of interesting, like the long fingers, you know, branching into a tree or something like that. I'm not generally that interested in inanimate, but I've seen some things done with plants that are kind of neat. Okay. Not all the time, but sometimes it's kind of neat. Right. Okay. Well, can... generally speaking, if, if if there's a full moon involved, I might find some interest. I'm, I'm, I'm not saying that to be funny. I'm just. Okay. I can. I might tend to find some interest in, interest in it. There's some things though I definitely would not even with that. It just no. It, it's too weird. Okay, so well, I have a question for you, FMM. What is it about the full moon? I know that's the common theme in all your commissions, um, and that tends to be the yes or no whether or not you're interested in it. That that has to be the trigger. Do you know what it is about the full moon that intrigues you? I've always been fascinated by the moon. Hmm. Oh, he's got the beast in him. <laughs> Sorry, What'd you that say? Was, that was I said cute. you have the beast in you. I've always been fascinated by. I've always been fascinated by astronomy, so I'm especially mm. fascinated with with the moon. So mm-hmm. I guess I, I guess it's just kind of like from that. Hmm. That makes sense. Okay. Just kind of the the, the mesmerizing power and that. Yeah. It have to be that. I just personally mm-hmm. like that. No, that's cool. I was just curious. Okay. All right. Right on. Right on. So, um, hopefully, this question will be a little easier for the both of, both of you here. <laughs> So what sort of TF idea would you like to see, you know, become like a movie or a show or something like that? Oh, that's easy for me. There you go. That's <laughs> what I'm looking for. <laughs> I would like, I would love to see them try to do something just like way out there. Like maybe uh, uh, a car TF. That would be something <laughs> that would be really interesting to try. Okay. Or uh, yeah, that would probably be the one I'd like to see that I've ne- I've never seen in anything. That would be something different to try. I think 
Futurama did try that idea. I'm talking about like an actual live action movie, uh, not just a cartoon. Movie. I got you. Hmm. I'm thinking of the Michael Jackson movie, but I don't know if it was elaborate or not. Oh, well. Yeah. Okay. I'm still waiting for a good werewolf TV series. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I'm still waiting for one that like meets my, my high criteria of standards. <laughs> well, I told you I need to win the Powerball tomorrow and then Yes. <laughs> it'll happen. So what is your criteria since we're on the subject here? Alright, well like my ideal criteria for seeing uh, like a werewolf in, in media would be Probably able to change into a bipedal or quadrupedal form. Have a tail in either of them. Mm-hmm. I, I do like the full moon as a trigger. Maybe being able to change in addition to that on their own, but having to change on the full moon. Now, see, that I like. If, if you do mm-hmm. it like that, I'm fine with it. Mm-hmm. Um, having some animal instincts, but the potential to control it. Okay. I have a question for you, Ron. Do you like it more when you have? Uh, do you find it more interesting to have uh, someone who's a werewolf, who's? I'm trying to phrase this right. Something I really don't. I find I find it like really not interesting when you have a werewolf in a movie, where they're already bad and then they're a werewolf. I just, I just don't find that that interesting. I like the uh, duality between the two. How do you feel about that? Maybe I'm not making sense. My loser. Never mind. <laughs> Seems we have some technical difficulties here. You can't hear me. I can hear you, but I don't believe we have her. Let's see what's going on here. Oh, sorry. Can you hear me now? Yes. <laughs> okay, sorry. I think I pulled out one of my plugs. Oh no. <laughs> Um, how much did you get? Or was I completely talking to myself? Uh, we, think we didn't you... get any of it. Okay. <laughs> so what were you asking was like, you don't like it when the character is already bad. So they become a werewolf. And so therefore they are a bad werewolf. You like it when there's more of a, they become a werewolf and so have to deal with these new instincts. Yeah, and... I just don't find it as interesting. Maybe that's just me. You know, I like it differently in like a transformation sequence than I would like a character study or over a long um, media like I, I really like the unwilling changes in the transformation sequences um, I like them dealing with the new instincts I, I like there being aspects of the animal that they're having to deal with in stories I don't like it ju- just a form change but I don't necessarily like the and so they turn into a killer if that makes sense, mm-hmm. makes the, sense. having to deal with new instincts having to deal with like the urge to chase something that's running the being dangerous and worrying about losing control, but not necessarily just killing machine because that's not, if they're just turning into a killing machine, that's fine for like a minor character or an antagonist, but it would be difficult to do a long series with as the the sole character. I know being human does that as one of an ensemble cast that they deal with the werewolf issue, you know, once every few episodes as it comes up and that makes sense. And it's an interesting story, but I, I am more interested in a character I can be invested in if there is at least the potential to get it under control. Okay. Even if maybe that character is an exception to 
the normal rule. Right. Was there anything you had to add to that, FMM? No, that sounds about right. <laughs> Good deal. <laughs> okay, moving on then. Uh, and this will probably be the perfect segue for my qu- next question, but do you feel that romances such as Twilight have ruined the concept of a logo? <laughs> don't get me started. <laughs> I, I don't like Twilight. Uh-oh. I have no I problem like with the concept of the supernatural romance if it's done better than Twilight. When you have, you know actual characters and not, you know, paperboard stand-ups or, you know, glorification of abusive relationships. So, yeah, that, that that's kind of my take on that. I, I've done, you know, st- stories that deal with things like that that are better than Twilight. But, you know, that that's my two cents. I have no problem with, you know, supernatural paranormal romance as a concept. Yeah, I'm, I'm with her. I don't have any problem with the romance part, but it better be done a hell of a lot better than Twilight. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I guess that was a bad example. But <laughs> <laughs> what about in the instance of, uh, let's say, in realistic matters, if it were a reality uh, of a subject here, just the logistics or the logic of um, dealing with reality of being, you know, a werewolf, do you feel that's something that would be reasonable as well see i think that would be pretty interesting seeing a paranormal romance story done more realistically the characters having to deal with it together <clears throat> you know the whoever isn't a werewolf having to be you know moral support you know being threatened but through the situation again i've explored some storylines that have been similar to that with some of my original characters so i'm a little biased <laughs> But I think that's interesting if it would be done better than Twilight. Okay. And UFMM? Yeah, that could be more interesting. What was the I question guess- again? <laughs> <laughs> I had to let the cat out. I'm sorry. That's okay. I-, I like reactions. That's one of my favorite things in just story and literature. You know, seeing characters react to something that's outside the normal worldview, you know, finding out someone's a werewolf, the secret that they've been trying to keep secret, someone finding out that they themselves are a werewolf. I I love reactions like that. The discovery, the, oh my God, this isn't supposed to exist. It's, I like that. Okay. So uh, just for reference here, FMM, uh, the question was, um, how was how is your perspective? It was if it were placed in like a realistic matter, uh, say if you if you had to deal with real world problems, you know, being a werewolf and all. I think that would be like really. I think that would be really interesting if it was done right. Yeah, but it's got to be done right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and it has yet to be done. So. Oh boy. <laughs> well, let's hope for that one day then. Yeah. All right. I was so hopeful for Teen Wolf when I heard about it, yeah. and then it was terrible. Should have known that was going to suck. <laughs> Admittedly, I couldn't get past the first season. I don't know if it gets better, but I, you know, you hear everyone talking about it. It's like, wow, there's a werewolf show everyone's talking about, and it, they still look <laughs> like gorillas, and <laughs> it's still pretty terrible, you know and it's what? still falling into every trope. 
Let's see. The sad part is, uh, do you know who the producer for that show is? No, I do not. Uh, I believe it was the producer for... um, I want to say if it was Tales from the Crip. (laughs) Or if it was Ginger Snaps. I can't remember. Oh, that's... Well, either of those would have been, I think, a good springboard, but... I mean, I guess it's finding its audience because it's popular. And I, I guess if that was their goal, great, you know, but eh, maybe it gets better. I what at least <laughs> what I saw of it, it had a confusing, muddled mythos. It, I didn't care for the designs. It seemed, <laughs> and it, again, it just, it fell into pretty much every trope, but I don't know. Maybe it gets better. Okay. Let's hope then. <laughs> so uh, on to the next question here. And uh, I know we spoke a little bit about this in the break, FMM, but when it comes to commissions, what is the most irritating thing you've had to deal with? <laughs> Artists who will not respond to my aunt questions. You know, I don't cons- here's the thing. I don't really consider it. If an artist, but let's say I commissioned someone for a long comment, okay? If they, even if they go like a month without responding to me and then respond, that's fine. I can understand that. Life happens. It, it, it happens. So you might go a month. But when they go two months, three months, and I email them and they don't respond, and then I get one yeah. response like every four months saying, I'm going to get to it this weekend, I promise. And then mm-hmm. two months goes by, and I just, I, I get so. It, it 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 really irritates me. I mean, it, and it happens so often. Some of them, some of it, some of them with some of them, it's it's stuff they can't avoid, and that's fine. You know, if 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 I commission somebody, and then they come back two months later and say they they're having trouble with their life, they're not going to be able to do it. Like I've had artists to do this, and then they give me a refund. That's fine. That's all right. Life happens. That's the right thing to do, yeah. But when you just don't respond, or or you get the worst of all, when you have ones that just flat out say, well, I have your money, but I'm never going to finish it, and I don't really give a crap. And that's happened, too. Holy shit, really? Yes. Wow. Oh, my God. I won't name the name, but most people probably already know who it is. Hmm. Just, I could go on forever. <laughs> Ouch. Oh, boy. Okay. So what Most about- of them are fine. Most of them are fine. Like I said, if you go, like I have two commissions I've been working on right now. It's been a year. But they've kept in contact with me and let, and let me know how things are going. And I've steadily got progress. That's fine. But when you just don't stop responding, I that there's no excuse for that. Right, right. Yeah, I completely agree with you. Okay, what about yourself, Rania, since you are from the commissioning side from here? So what are your viewpoints on that? Well, first of all, I I can totally sympathize with FMM because I do occasionally commission artists for pieces of my original characters. I like seeing other people's styles and seeing how they render them. And I've been in that boat and I'm in that boat with a few artists that at this point I'm pretty sure I'm never going to hear from again. That's just money that's lost and that's frustrating as hell. Um, but from the other end of it, 
I guess my biggest pet peeve are people who email me a lot with long changing ideas and never follow through. Um, they'll send me, you know, this big page long wall of text, you know, and I give people the benefit of the doubt to begin with. Um, I break them down with them, how the pricing works, what the process is, you know, give them an estimate on how much it's going to cost. You know, I, I can spend 20, 30 minutes sometimes, you know, going through an idea, trying to parse it into something that's workable for me, getting them a quote, and then they just never get back to me or three months later, they come back again with a different wall of text that they never follow through with. And so, yeah, eventually I just get to the point where like, okay, let me know if you were interested in doing this or not, but okay, don't waste my time. I don't say that, but yeah. Right. right. Or <clears throat> everyone is a different process and there are people that are harder to work with than others. People who, give me pieces of information and that I need to kind of work it together into my own document that the, Oh, by the way, I want this too, you know, and I have to go work that into my, my notes or, Oh, by the way, let's add this in now it, that that can be a little hard for me, but I don't mind that. But yeah, I guess just my biggest pet peeve are the people who just seem to be wasting my time. Okay. So, um, Obviously, uh, similar pet peeves here. So do you guys both agree that, you know, miscommunication is the key here? That's right. Mm -hmm. Okay. So do you feel that is not an issue that you two alone face, but that maybe the community itself may have a problem with this as well? I think it's more than just the TF community. I think it's any community that involves art commissioning. You're going to get artists that, that they might be fantastic artists and they might be able to do wonderful pieces for themselves, but just don't have the discipline to do commission work. And it's sad, but true. I mean, I, I don't think unless you can do that, you have a future in the art career. If you can't make yourself sit down and do commissions in a timely fashion and keep communication with your clients. Okay. And I've seen a lot of really good artists out there fall into that trap. Right. And anything else you got to add to that FMM? No, I think that's pretty much it. I mean, I could go on, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, for the sake of having to risk another episode to feature that. <laughs> I, I will also say on the other end of that, that there is a reason that I do ask for payment up front. Right. Yeah. And that, that I've been stung, at least when I first started off, the only time, <laughs> I'd say probably three times out of four when I did agree to do payment afterwards or half up front, half afterwards, I'd never see it. Or, you know, I'd be strung along for three weeks or so after the commission was finished or more before getting paid. So I just payment up front. I, I'd be happy to do, you know, break a commission down into segments, let them pay, for example, half or a third of it, do that portion of the artwork and let them continue paying on it for whenever they're ready. And unfortunately, because of that, I do sometimes end up with commissions that stay incomplete for a while because someone will start a commission and then it might be six months to a year or ever until they decide to continue it again. So I'll get questions sometimes on sequences that are in, in finish. The, when are you going to finish this? I'm like, well, I never got paid to finish it. So there's that. 
So I feel bad about people who enjoy a sequence and it's not complete. But well, you, you want to see some of the questions I get about some of the commissions I had that were never finished. People keep asking me, when are you going to finish it? When are you going to finish it? When oh, you- it's like, that's a good question. When's the artist going to finish it? <laughs> I'm guessing. And I do get annoyed. There's This doesn't happen a lot, but there are some people that I don't think they quite grasp the idea of commission. They think I'm the one who did it. Mm -hmm. And And I get the same thing with commission sequences. I I can't tell you how many times I've gotten questioned about a sequence that's incomplete. And I've I've added in text to my website that have, you know, if a sequence is incomplete, this is why. But, you know, people don't tend to read what they're not there to look at. So... Pretty much. Mm-hmm. So, uh, just to backtrack from that um, bit of a uh, issue there, <laughs> 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 on a more positive note, hopefully, where do you two think the idea of uh, transformation would be twenty years from now? Um, I don't know how much change <laughs> but I'm bumping there is in the transformation community in a long-term basis I mean you'll see artists coming in and out definitely um, but I don't know as far as the community as a whole if there's going to be any significant movement one direction or another um, I mean it, they're kind of joined by common interest which both artists and fans will come and go but I'm not sure other than if there's big changes to the internet or ways of distributing artwork, what that's going to change. Okay. And yourself, FMM? I don't know. I guess it's possible it could become maybe more mainstream, but I kind of doubt it. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't think it's going to really change much. Okay. So you feel it's going to still be more of a niche type of thing? Probably. Okay. You know, one thing that may or may not ever pop up is it would be interesting if there was like a transformation-based convention. That I could see yeah. something maybe popping up and if I, there's a big enough community for that. But I don't know how many people would be willing to travel to a central location for I'd it. I'd go. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. It's quick to jump on that boat. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, that would be pretty cool. I could see that maybe being something that might pop up in the next 20 years. I think they are trying to push that. Well, the, they have uh, BrunchCon convention, so why not? That's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think they are trying to push that at the uh, fur cons and all that. Yeah, I mean, I think currently they have like panels for it sometimes at furry conventions or they'll have meetups. Mm-hmm. But it would be neat if there was an actual like convention that focused on transformation. Right, right. Okay. Good deal, good deal. So, um... Since we're towards the end of the hour here, um, of course, what kind of uh, final words or kind of advice do you two have for the community here before we go ahead and close out? So we'll go ahead and start with you, uh, Full Moon. Advice for the community? Advice or maybe some words? Well, some advice might be that if I... Every so often you hear someone pop up and say, the community is dying. The community is dying. It's dying. I don't know how many times I've heard that over the last (laughs) 10 years. Don't ever think it's dying because when some artists leave, new artists show up. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
it's a lot. Big, it's a lot bigger than it was when I first saw it. I know that. That's true. Okay. Do you think it's just evolving in in a sense? Since you know, the yes. furry community is sort of welcoming it more and more. It changes. Yeah, it changes. It evolves. It's never going to stay completely the same. Okay. I guess you could say it's a internal sort of joke with that. <laughs> <laughs> that was a very cheesy joke. Okay. So on to you, Arania. Cheesy joke thoughts? for cheesy? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't resist. Um, mostly just, I guess, try to keep things in perspective. Um, it is a niche community. I don't see the point on backbiting or jumping down each other's throats or publicly criticizing individuals. It's everyone out there who's either a fan or who's producing work is contributing to the community and be excellent to each other. No, sorry. <laughs> that was the the lamest, probably a, a piece of advice I could probably give, but it's, it's heartfelt. Okay. So, um, some great things from the both of you here, especially on terms of uh, collaborations in the sort. Mm -hmm. uh, and it certainly is great to hear that the two of you have been working proudly together for over a decade here. You don't see that yeah, very much great. in uh, the art world. Yes, so, yes. Um, I haven't annoyed her enough with my crap and my bullshit yet. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully, it won't get out of hand in the future. So. No, yeah. Um, Fullman Master's always been someone that's been fun to work with. And when you work with someone that long, I think you, you build a pretty solid rapport. And knowing what the other person likes and the system of working with each other, it it's becomes nice having, a lot nice easier. Having a, it's nice having an artist I know who actually follow through. And with, <laughs> and well, thank actually, you. Actually, what I've been doing is with some of these artists, like I've been paying them a page at a time, which... Mm -hmm. A, makes it easier to afford, mm -hmm. and B, if something happens and they disappear, well, I haven't paid for the whole thing, so it doesn't matter. That's true. You're only out a page at that point. Mm -hmm. Okay. And, of course, I, we had that one artist who who died. Yeah, I, I read about oh, that. That's terrible. Was it, um, oh, gosh, I can't remember his oh, name. What was his name? Is it Gr no, uh, Lion Tyke? R.K. Art. Who is it? He had just finished my commission. Wow. I was getting ready to put it out for sale, and he had just finished it. Wow. And he was, and one day I hear he was dead. I'm like, damn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, yeah, it really catches you when you hear something like that. Mm -hmm. On that note, then. <laughs> but, uh,. So, again, glad to have you two here on the podcast, and thank you again, Arania, for coming back. Yeah, no problem. Oh, glad that we were able to get the timing to work out. Oh, yes, most definitely. I was very much concerned about that, but it worked out in the end. So, um, thank you all for listening in on this, and I uh, hope to see mm -hmm. you next time on The Changing Times. You guys have a good night. You, you too. too. And there you have it, boys and girls. That is episode four for season two of the Changing Times podcast. So I thank everyone again for joining in for us tonight. 
and uh, definitely looking forward to the rest of the episodes from here on out and uh, from the looks of it we have quite the long journey um, this is certainly looking like a very long season with the uh, lineup we have so far so some very uh, intriguing and exciting things to come here in the future so uh, definitely looking forward to that um, and of course I did forget again um, to drop the links for our two podcasters tonight um, sure people have already gotten the link for Arania before in our previous episode here uh, but just for sake of uh, having her familiarization here go ahead and do it again so to reach uh, Rania's work here you can uh, find her works and information about commissions and all that sort on her uh, own site which is um, arania.kamiki.net and that's arania r-a-a-n-i-a dot k-a-m-i-k-i dot net um, and of course that is her own site that includes um, various works she's done as well as the uh, commission info if you'd like to uh, put your own piece and ideas to her um, and of course with Full Moon Master um, sort of in uh, correlation with her works on her site we'll see her uh, collaborations with him in, uh, on the transformation section of her site so you can see uh, sort of what they've worked on together there um, but if you want to see a little bit onto what he commissions other artists to do or even does, uh, does um, other collaborations with other artists you can find his DeviantArt page which is fullmoonmaster.deviantart.com um, pretty simple to spell f-u-l-l-m-o-o-n m-a-s-t-e-r dot deviantart.com so um, again it was a great pleasure to have these two here and uh, it certainly does set the mood for the rest of the season here so with that all said I, this is the changing times and this is Cheesy I'll see you all soon